Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hey there. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Ask the Beauty Advisor. This is the podcast where we talk about all things health and beauty. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to answer all your health and beauty questions. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. Yes, we're going to be talking about makeup today. I have a makeup artist on. Before I bring our guest on for today, I want to address a problem that some of you are having. Some of you that have signed up for the newsletter are saying that you're not receiving it. Well, we found out that some of the mail systems have changed, and a lot of that stuff is going into your spam folder. So check your spam folder. And speaking of the monthly newsletter, In a couple of days, I'll be sending out this month's newsletter. That's the August 2016 newsletter. If you haven't signed up for that yet, you are missing out. I know how you like do-it-yourself beauty products. So I have included in the August newsletter, August 2016, a remarkable beauty serum that you can make right at home. This is a do-it-yourself project. You'll be making with this recipe a beauty serum, a serum that over-the-counter would retail with this key ingredient for about $150 to $200. So for very little money and a little effort, I'm going to show you how you can make this serum right at home, right from your own kitchen. But you got to sign up for the newsletter. Yep. And how do you do that? Well, there are various ways you can do that. You can sign up right there. If you're listening in iTunes, there's a link in the show notes. Just click on the icon. You'll see a link to sign up right there in the show notes. You won't even have to leave iTunes. You won't even have to miss a word of today's podcast. You can sign up right there while you're listening. Now, if you're not anywhere where you can see that link, you're going to have to go to the blog, askthebeautyadvisor.com. You can subscribe there, or you can go to the Facebook page, Ask the Beauty Advisor on Facebook, Or I have a new way for you to sign up. You can text me your email address, and here is that text number. Text me or phone me. Leave your email address, 818-963-9637. Again, that's 818-963-9637. That number will also be located in the show notes. Today, we're going to be talking all about makeup. We're not only going to be talking about how to pick the right foundation for yourself, we're also going to be talking about how to pick the right makeup artist and why you need a makeup artist. Today's guest, Glory Eka, considers herself a glamourpreneur. She's a makeup artist and blogger. She lives in the lone star state and enjoys nights out with her girlfriends She adores Sunday brunch, six-inch heels, and tall crafts of bottomless, prickly pear mimosas. She loves them sparkly and bubbly, which might also describe her personality. Hmm, those sound good. I could go for one of those right now. So without further ado, let's go ahead and meet Glory. 
Hey, Glory. How are you? I'm excited to hear about makeup today. We haven't had a makeup artist on the show in a very long time. So it's great to have you on today. Hi, Deanna. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, it's really my pleasure. It's great to have you on. Did I tell you I was going to Hawaii? I think I forgot to mention that to you. I'm in Hawaii this week. I'm actually talking to you from Hawaii. No, that sounds very tropical and fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm having fun here, that's for sure. <laughs> Actually, I'm having a good time. Cheryl, who's my friend and also my co-host for the other podcast that we have, is going to be here in a couple of days. So right now, I'm here all alone, but I'm still having fun. Now, you, Glory, are actually speaking to us from Texas, am I correct? Yes, I'm in Austin, Texas. Party City. <laughs> <laughs> party City? Is that what you said? Is Texas really a party city? Wow. Maybe I should live in Texas. Is it really a party city? Yeah. Um, you know, University of Texas uh, is here in Austin, and so there are a lot of college kids, and we're famous for Sixth Street, so a lot of people will come down just to experience Sixth Street. So there's a lot of, um, you know, bars and clubs just around town in general. But yeah, the downtown area is party central. <laughs> so definitely if you're into the party scene, this is the place to be. Wow. Well, I didn't really know that. I don't know why I didn't know that, but uh, I didn't know that. Now, were you born and raised in Texas? Yeah, I was born and raised in Austin. So, uh, yeah, born and raised here. I, I did move to Dallas for a few years, and I loved that. Um, so, yeah, I'm from Texas. So wow. we, uh, I know we get, our, you know, the media <laughs> portrays us as being very country. Although I don't think we're that country, but uh, we do say things like y'all all the time. That's normal to us. So, <laughs> Well, you all is pretty cute. We really like that here in California. But our image of the girls in Texas are big hair and lots of glitzy makeup. That's the image that we think of when we think of girls from Texas here in California. <laughs> and uh, Texas is one of the states I've never been to. I kind of really love to visit Texas and see what it's all about. I think I belong in Texas. I love the big hair and makeup. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm hoping I get to go vacation in Hawaii some sometime soon. Yeah, well... Hawaii is very romantic. It's a very romantic place. And now, and I can, once you're here, you'll understand why so many people go to Hawaii on their honeymoon. So romantic. I really kind of wish my husband was here because I think he would have really enjoyed Hawaii. Um, this is my second trip here. You know, the first time I did go with my first husband. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, really beautiful sunsets here, cool beaches, very romantic. I'm actually here this week on business. When my girlfriend Cheryl gets here, we will enjoy the restaurants and sightseeing together. We're going to make it kind of fun, but it, it's really just a really a business trip. Sounds so fun. Yeah, I hope so. But I know the listeners are anxious to hear more about you and what you do and what you're the most proud of. Sure. Uh, so... Right now, my company is called Glow by Glory, and I specialize in doing makeup for special events. Primarily, uh, I primarily do bridal makeup, but I also do glamour makeup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's 
primarily what I what I do. What I'm most proud of, I would say, um, I think I'm I'm really just proud of following my dreams um, and really just doing what it is that makes me excited to wake up in the morning because that's hard. It's not something that everybody can do. It's hard to take a path that's very untraditional. So I would say I'm I'm most proud of, you know, staying true to myself and um, helping women, you know, look and feel beautiful every day. Well, being able to do something that you love and helping people at the same time, that's really a blessing, Glory. How long have you been a makeup artist? I've been a makeup artist for about four years. Oh, really? Wow, that's awesome. Yes, it's the most fulfilling job I've ever had. So, Glory, tell me, how can going to a makeup artist benefit us? What benefits can we get from going to a makeup artist? Well, a a number of things. I would say if you're just starting off with makeup and you're really wanting to learn how to do your own makeup, Going to a makeup professional is key because they can teach you the right way to apply products. They can help you uh, discover the products that would work best for you. Um, I would also say for special events, it's great because you can worry about the event that's coming up. So if it's your wedding, you can focus on your wedding day. You don't have to worry about doing your own makeup. Um, So really taking that stress off of you so you can focus on your big day and just relax uh, is really important. And I feel like you enjoy your day, you know, a lot more things go smoother. And, you know, again, it's something that you don't have to worry about. It's also great because you can make sure that the look you want is the look you're getting. So, you know, if you send the makeup professional, you know, pictures of, of what you're wanting, you can make sure that you know, you can see if that's something that makeup artists can do for you. Uh, and so that you're much happier when your special occasion comes because you got the look you wanted versus trying it yourself, which doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Now, I like what you said about bringing a picture in. I was a makeup artist for a while, and I really liked it when somebody brought a picture in. It was really helpful. I, it gave me an idea of how they wanted to look. And also what you said about um, experimenting with makeup. I mean, we do have to experiment to some degree, but it gets very expensive to buy all that makeup. I mean, you could spend a lot of money on makeup and really not even know how to apply it. Now, I did do a huge amount of prom makeup, but the biggest part of my business was teaching teenage girls how to apply makeup. Mom would bring them in for their very first makeup lesson. She wanted to be sure that they knew how to apply their makeup properly. And one of the biggest concerns was the foundation, picking out just the right color foundation. I know that's a problem for a lot of people. I see a lot of people wearing the wrong color foundation. Glory, do you have any tips for us today on how to pick out the right foundation? Yeah, it's really hard to to pick out foundation, especially if you're brand new to makeup. I always say to match your foundation to your neck. Where a lot of people go wrong is they try and match their foundation to their face color. Most people uh, have slight variations in their skin color from their face to their neck or their face from the rest of their body. So what makes it easier and what looks better, and not only in person, but in photos, is if your whole body matches color-wise. So you want to make sure when you're picking your foundation to match the color of your foundation to your neck. So if you go into a makeup counter... 
Um, I would, there are a few things to consider. The first thing is your undertone. Um, so you can have a more pink or reddish undertone. You can have a more yellow or, um, you know, orange um, undertone, or you can have more of a neutral um, undertone. So um, I would, I would just uh, consider your undertone first, you know, when you blush, you know, if you're, you know, blushing more, you know, pink or for instance, you know, I'm African-American. So it's a little harder sometimes to tell what the undertones, <laughs> you know, uh, are uh, with African-Americans. So um, really just, you know, look at, you know, do you have more, do you have more red in your skin? Do you have more yellow in your skin? Um, like for instance, the lighter part of the middle part of my face has more yellow, but around has more, you know, outer parts of my face have more of a reddish undertone. So I usually tend to go with foundations that have more of a reddish undertone because most of my face has that undertone. It's only a small portion that has more uh, of a yellow undertone. So I would consider that first. Um, just really take a look at your skin and see if you're pulling more towards the red pink side, more towards the yellow orange side, or if you're more neutral. Um, I would also, uh, again, look at your neck. Um, and so usually the undertones will match. Um, but if not, you know, I would go with whatever undertone your neck is and match that way. Uh, but you always want to do a swatch on your neck if you're at the makeup counter and make sure it matches your neck. Um, again, because it's going to make your whole look look more uniform and put together and it's going to look better in photos as well. So I would just say match your neck color. Yeah, that undertone is really key. Getting that undertone right is the secret to picking out exactly the right foundation and that's what most people get wrong. I also think that a lot of people are challenged with picking out the right makeup formula for their skin type. Like, for example, I'll see an older woman wearing heavy powdered makeup, which only makes her look more dry and shows up the wrinkles a little bit more. So really, for you to get the best results, you also need to know what makeup formula is right for your skin type. Do you have any advice for us about this? Yeah, so you have to uh, really, really it's important to understand how your skin behaves. Um, you know, for me, when I step out of the house, <laughs> after about an hour, my whole, the middle of my face is extremely shiny. So that tells me I'm really oily in those areas, but around the rest of my face is normal. So I have a normal, you know, uh, oily combination type of, uh, you know, type, skin type. So, um, you know, really, you have to understand how your skin behaves. Does your skin, after you wash your skin, does it feel really dry? Um, even after you put lotion on it, is it really dry? And, you know, are your fine lines uh, showing, uh, you know, under your eyes? And are you having, you know, a lot more wrinkles in certain parts of your face? Those parts of your face are probably a lot more dry. Certain things like that are really important when picking your foundation because you want to make sure, for instance, if you're oily, that you're not getting a foundation that is for dry skin. You want to make sure you're picking something that's for oily skin. You want to avoid products that have extra oils. Um, and, you know, you really want to, uh, you know, you really want to also test your foundation. So you want to make sure that you don't, you, you just try a sample at the store. You don't have to buy that day. Try it on for a few days. Make sure it works with your skin um, and that, you know, you're happy with it. 
So yeah, it's important to understand what kind of skin type you have when picking foundations because you might end up picking a foundation that doesn't work well with your skin tone and you're not going to be happy with it in the long run. Well, there you go. There's another good reason for going to a makeup artist. She not only helps you pick the right foundation color, but she also can help you pick the right formula for your skin type. Now, speaking of oily skin, that skin type has a difficult time keeping their makeup fresh all day. I know you have some great advice on how to keep our makeup fresh all day. Can you share that with us? Yes. The first step is to use a primer. Use an oil-controlling primer. Primer really not only helps you prep your skin for the makeup and helps it lay down better, it helps your makeup last throughout the day. It makes a huge difference uh, in my makeup routine. When I do my client's makeup, it makes a huge difference in the longevity of their makeup. So um, use an oil-controlling primer. Uh, they're everywhere at the drugstore. You can find them at Ulta or Sephora. Um, and there are also some kind of non-traditional uh, primers that a lot of people are turning to now, um, such as Milk of Magnesia and things like that, that a lot of people with extremely oily skin are using and are finding success with. Uh, so make sure if you have extremely oily skin, especially to use an oil controlling primer because your makeup will slide off, um, you know, if you're not doing that in the summer. Um, same thing, even if you have dry skin, I would use a primer. Uh, for you, it wouldn't be as important to use an oil controlling primer because your skin is a lot more dry. Um, but I would at least just use, you know, uh, you know, a base of some sort to help the makeup stick to it. Um, so that it can last you all day long. Another tip is to use a powder. Um, if you just use, you know, a cream or liquid foundation, after, you know, a couple hours in the hot sun, that's going to fade away. So you really want to set it, uh, again, to give you that longevity in the wear of your makeup. So I would say get a mattifying uh, powder um, to set your face, um, if you're going to be outside, especially in the summer. I would also say to use a makeup setting spray. I know a lot of people don't want to spend any money on these sprays because they're like, do they really work? And I'm here to tell you that they do. Uh, it makes a huge difference when you use a makeup setting spray. There are all kinds of different sprays. There's some that are for dry skin, some that are for oily skin, some that are for normal skin, some that really um, are there to help with the longevity uh, in terms of wear of your makeup. So um, I would just say my favorites are from Scandinavia and Urban Decay. The Urban Decay All Nighter Spray is a holy grail product that works for all skin types. Uh, I'm sorry, skin types, um, and it really helps to keep your makeup um, looking good all day. You can even carry it in your purse and spray it throughout the day if you feel like you're, you know, getting shiny or maybe uh, your makeup isn't looking as fresh. So um, I love my setting sprays, and I think those are a key. Uh, for not only making your makeup last throughout the summer, but also keeping it fresh and looking good throughout the day. Wow, nicely done, Glory. Great advice. You specialize in wedding makeup. So could you also give us some advice on how we should go about picking the right makeup artist for our wedding? Yeah, so I would say really looking at the, their website is crucial. There are some makeup artists that only have, you know, an Instagram, a LinkedIn, style sheet. That's great. But usually um, with a lot of those makeup artists, they're just starting out. So just make sure. And it's completely okay to work with an up-and-coming makeup artist. 
just make sure they have plenty of pictures on their website. You've talked with them. You feel comfortable. And maybe, you know, you've read a few testimonials. Um, but, uh, you know, depending on what you're looking for, I would say um, if you're looking for a professional that um, has a lot of experience in the industry, to check out their website. Go to their website, take a look around, look at their pictures, make sure there are pictures in their portfolio that you actually like. If you don't like the makeup in any of the pictures on their portfolio, they're probably not the right makeup artist for you. So make sure you actually like the makeup that are in their photos. Uh, make sure you talk to the makeup artist because you want to make sure you guys mesh well together. You want to make sure it's someone that you would feel comfortable working with and you're happy to work with. So give them a call before you book, uh, you know, just to have a quick chat and make sure you feel comfortable with them. Um, I would also say read the testimonials on their website. Uh, read the testimonials on Yelp if they have, you know, if they have a presence on Yelp. Um, and I would also say talk with your friends. If this is a makeup artist that your friends have used in the past or that, um, you know, maybe someone has referred you to, just make sure you find out about their experience, what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, I always, most of my business comes from referrals. And so, uh, a lot of the times, clients don't even feel like they need to talk to me because they trust their friends who referred them, um, which is always nice. But, you know, if you don't, if you're not able to do that, you know, if you weren't referred to that individual, just make sure to have a call with them and make sure they're someone that you feel comfortable working with because it is your big day. So you want to make sure you feel good about that person. Um, and then I would also say schedule a trial. Um, if if you want to make sure that your wedding makeup is going to be perfect and it's, it's what, the look that you're going for, you have to do a trial run because otherwise you really wouldn't know if they're capable of doing what you want them to do. So I would say, you know, set aside some money to schedule a trial and make sure that you can get that look that you're wanting for your, for your wedding day. Yeah, I really think that trial is really important and I would recommend that to everybody that they set up a trial and have their makeup done by the artist first. I mean, it's worth investing a little bit of money in that because you're going to be very nervous on your wedding day and you don't want the makeup to be a big surprise. So I agree with you. I think the trial is very important. Mm -hmm. I always ask every single bride that I talk to if they want to schedule a trial. I think it's important, one, to let them know that that is something you offer and two, to make them feel more comfortable. Some brides will say no, and they'll just go ahead and book, but they felt comfortable with me asking. Um, but uh, especially if you're talking to someone that is on the fence about booking with you, definitely ask them to schedule a trial. Is there anything special that the client needs to bring to the makeup artist? What should a client be prepared to bring to a makeup artist? Okay, so um, if you've actually scheduled a trial, uh, this is really a test run for you. So you want to make sure that the makeup artist you're dealing with is a professional. They should bring everything. You shouldn't have to bring anything. So they will bring all of the tools and all of the makeup. So I would say um, really the biggest thing that you need to do to prepare is to, um, there's not really anything you need to do to, pre to prepare. Just make sure that you are paying attention so if the makeup artist is arriving late, they might arrive late on your wedding day. So just make sure that if there's anything that went wrong during the appointment, that it's not a big deal to you because those things could end up happening on your wedding day and you don't want to have any issues. 
so I would just say to, you know, you know, pay attention to those things, make sure that you're vibing well with the makeup artist and that, again, you feel comfortable and make sure the look is something that you're happy with. But there's nothing that you need to do personally to prepare for this appointment. Again, they need to bring all of the tools and all of the makeup for you. Now, when you go to the bride's location, are you expected to stay for the entire wedding and keep touching up her makeup? Or do you just apply the makeup and leave? How does that work? I do both. So it's completely up to the client. Uh, Usually, brides are on a budget. So they just, you know, want me to do the makeup and leave. And that's just a flat fee. Now, there are some brides that request me to stay. And that's when it turns into an hourly fee. Primarily, I get clients that just want me to do the makeup and and leave. Some of them even invite me to attend their wedding, which is the sweetest thing. Um, But, you know, it's it's more rare when I get a client that wants me to stay and do touch-ups. The great thing is that with bridal makeup, I make sure to prep their skin properly and use, you know, products uh, that are going to last all day long. So really, they don't need touch-ups. Even if they hire me, uh, you know, for my hourly service, you know, generally, they don't need touch-ups unless it's maybe like their lip color that's coming off after they, you know, drink something. But other than that, you know, with bridal makeup, you do want to make sure that you are using products that are going to last all day long and that you're applying them. The techniques that you're using are going to uh, increase the wear of their makeup because, again, they're going to be taking photos all day and they might not hire you for the full day. So you want to make sure, you know, three hours from now, their makeup isn't sliding off of their face. Now, because you work with a lot of brides, I'm just wondering, do you ever get any bridezillas? (laughs) Can brides sometimes be difficult to work with? That's a good question. I haven't dealt with too many difficult clients, thankfully, but I have dealt with some. Um, Primarily, it's not with my brides uh, because a lot of the brides do end up scheduling trials. So on their wedding day, they're always happy with their makeup for the most part. And, you know, I got all, we worked out all the kinks if there were any in the trial. Now, usually the funny part is the bride is never the one that is difficult to deal with. It's usually someone from the bridal party. That's been my experience. So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the maid of honor, the bridesmaid, there's always usually one person that's picky (laughs) uh, that's in the bridal party. Picky is not bad. You know what you want. You want it done that way. But there are some people that are better off just doing their own makeup because no one, it doesn't matter who does their makeup. They're just never going to be happy with it. There are those people. um, And that can sometimes be difficult to deal with because, um, you know, you want to make them happy, but you know, certain things, you know, they tell you they want their eyeliner this way and you do it that way. And then they're like, oh, you know, I don't like that. I want my eyeliner this way instead. So a lot of the times it comes from them not even knowing what they want is what I've noticed because they'll tell you to do one thing, you do it, they don't like it, do it another way. Um, So, but I've noticed that it's really not the brides. It's usually someone from the bridal party in my experience that gives me a hard time. I don't run into it very often, um, but I usually, you know, I'm usually pretty understanding and I don't show any frustration at all. I think that's important. Just be willing uh, to to make those changes. Like I'm, I'm very open to, uh, you know, changing anything that my clients don't like. So it's like, I want to make sure they're happy with their makeup. So, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, no problem. So tell me exactly how you want it. Let's try it again. And so I do it until they're happy with it. 
But again, you're going to have some of those clients that really are just never going to be happy with anything that you do. And what I found like with doing wedding parties is that it's usually like the bridesmaid, you know, or the maid of honor, and they're not even the ones paying you, but they're the picky ones. So, and they're the ones that are most difficult to deal with. So, um, but again, it's just about really just having a great attitude and just be willing to make changes. And uh, eventually there's going to come a point where they're going to be like, okay, I like it or it's fine. And just know that, you know, that's going to come. You just have to be willing to work out the kinks. But has there ever been a client that you just couldn't please and you had to walk away from the situation? I always eventually finally give them what they want because I want them to be happy with, if not, if they're not happy with my makeup, I at least want them to be happy, uh, I guess, you know, with, with me and knowing that I tried and I did everything I possibly could uh, to meet their needs. So I always sit there and work it out with them. I will, you know, change as many things that need to be changed. I've never told a client, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do it on your own. I've never had an experience like that, but I've worked with some other makeup artists that have had those experiences where the client just didn't like the makeup at all. And, you know, in certain cases like that, you know, they have, some of them have just said, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't think there's anything else you know, I can do to help you because we've tried everything. So, you know, sometimes I guess if you deal with a really difficult client like that, you just have to know what your limits are and when to kind of cut it off. But I would just say, be polite about everything that you do. Don't make it, you know, don't turn it into a negative situation. Just happily help them the best you can. And if you find out that, you know, everything you're doing, you know, isn't working, then maybe you guys can come up with a different alternative. I think one of the most challenging things for a makeup artist is to be able to judge just how much makeup that client is going to feel comfortable wearing. But we're just about running out of time here. And I would like to ask you, what are some of the latest and hottest trends for makeup? Well, right now, my personal favorite is highlighting, also known as uh, strobing to some people. Um, But this is where you use... uh, a highlighter, which is basically a powder product. Usually it's a powder type product that has sheen not so much shimmer, but sheen. And you use it on the high points of your face, like your cheekbones, maybe, uh, you know, the point of your nose or the middle of your nose, your forehead, the areas that light would naturally hit. Um, and this is great. I love it. If you're looking for, um, you know, it can really give you that wet skin look or the natural glow, like the J-Lo glow. Um, it gives your skin a luminosity that looks so beautiful in photos. Every time I wear a highlighter and I take photos, I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I love looking at myself. So uh, I use it a lot of my clients as well, and they love it. So um, highlighting right now is really, really, really um, hot. I would also say uh, the matte lip trend. So at first, I wasn't big on this trend because I have smaller lips, and I've always looked for added volume. So I've always used gloss. But I love the matte lip look. I just felt like, you know, my lips are too small. It doesn't look right on me. Um, and then I started overlining my lips slightly, and I found a way to make it work for me. All of my clients right now, too, are loving matte lips. So most of them request that, especially brides, because you don't have, they don't have to touch up their lip color throughout the wedding. For the most part, it stays put all day long. So uh, right now, matte lip colors are in, and these are matte liquid lipsticks. They, so they dry down to a, a matte finish, so no shine at all, and they last usually anywhere from 8 to 12 hours, depending on the liquid lipsticks that you get. So that's huge right now. 
Um, and everybody's really into the matte lip colors as well because of Kylie Jenner. Um, she wears all these matte lip colors and, you know, people are obsessed with her lips now. So that's, that's pretty huge. So I would say those two things right now are really hot in the makeup world. Yeah, those matte lipsticks floored me at first. I couldn't understand why anybody would want their lips matte. I was so used to having the shiny, glitzy lips. For me, that glossy stuff was just gone in a minute. I remember I used to have to carry it around all the time and keep reapplying it. But as far as being practical, those matte lipsticks are great. They just stay on a lot longer, and it makes my life so much easier. But it did take some getting used to, and now I really like the matte lips. I think that's my favorite part about it is that it stays on all day long. I know if I don't take, if I forget my lip color at home, at least I'll have at least a wash of color on my lips. With gloss, it rubs off so fast, but I love the look of gloss, but I love the longevity of matte lips. So definitely. So I guess now the trend went from shiny lips to shiny cheeks. I love the highlighter on the cheekbones. I don't really mind having my lips matte as long as I have some sparkle somewhere. And I love that highlighter around the cheekbones. I think that looks awesome. Yeah, it makes it look like you're on it. See, you know, if I put my highlighter on today, it'll make me look like I'm in Hawaii with you somewhere, like on a tropical beach. It makes you look, no, really, that it just makes you, it gives you this like healthy skin look that I love, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it's great. Even my clients that have really oily skin usually want, they want to have the highlighted look. They just don't want to look oily. But, you know, all my clients are loving that right now because it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like you look like you're on a beach relaxing somewhere and your skin is so healthy. And it's, it's great. Also, that contouring is really popular. I don't really look good in the contouring, but I know that's really hot right now. That is another trend that's big right now. I do love contouring. I will say, <laughs> I will say that. Um, now, it doesn't work for everyone. If you naturally have a very, um, you know, a very skinny face or not much of a cheek area, you know, it may not be for you. Um, it really works well with people with round faces. It kind of helps slim down the face. Or people that don't have much structure in their face, it adds that back in. I also love it because if you notice, when you put foundation on, it takes out all the natural dimension in your face. It makes you look flat. So adding contour back in gives the dimension back to your face and, you know, it, it looks better as well in photos. You don't look so flat. Um, so usually I have to add the contour back in to, you know, add the dimension back into my face. So, I, I mean, I think it's great. And it also, I feel like it makes me look like I'm 20 pounds smaller. So that's always nice. So I always do it. Um, you know, especially it's great too if you have a double chin or extra fat under under your jaw, it's great for hiding that as well. If you contour that area, it just makes it almost non-existent. Um, so, or at least it, it makes it look smaller. Um, so I, I love it. And yeah, my clients love that as well. Glory, I love makeup and I could probably talk to you about makeup all day. Unfortunately, we are running overtime and I have one last question I would love to ask you. What are some of your favorite tools? What are some of the tools that you love for applying makeup? Yes, I love complexion sponges. So, um, or beauty sponges or, you know, the other term they go by. So you might have heard of the Beauty Blender or Real Techniques has a complexion sponge that's orange. You can find those at Ulta or Target. Um, but they are basically a sponge 
that help blend out your makeup. It's best to use them when they're damp. Using them dry really won't do anything for you. But you want to wet them, squeeze out the excess water, use them damp to blend out your cream and liquid products. Oh my gosh, like it is amazing. Um, because I used to, back in the day, I used to use brushes for everything. And um, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you can get streakiness with brushes. Even if you use synthetic brushes for like your liquid products, sometimes it doesn't blend the way you want it to. If you're a beginner with makeup, it is amazing. Even if you're not a beginner, it blends your cream and liquid products flawlessly. You're going to have absolutely no lines, no streaks. Um, you know, it doesn't leave any hairs behind. Like some brushes can sometimes do that. I mean, it's great. And really they last, you know, maybe four to six months. So all you do is use tapping motions to blend in your liquid or cream products. And they, it blends like a dream. It takes like three minutes to blend my foundation versus like 10 minutes with a foundation brush. So that's my absolute favorite tool right now. Um, but I also like uh, blending brushes just for eyeshadow in general. I think it's important to have blending brushes if you're trying to experiment with eyeshadow. Um, even if for your lid color, so uh, the eyeshadow you're putting on your lid, you can use your finger if you wanted to with that. But if you're trying to put color in your crease, it's great to have a really good blending brush. My favorite is the MAC 217. Uh, brush because it can really get in your crease really well, define your crease, and it's really good with packing on color because sometimes you'll use a blending brush and it just shears everything out and you might have been going for a more uh, like bolder look. So uh, with that one, I like that it keeps the color contained, but it also really blends out the shadow. There's also another blending brush that I love from Sigma. Uh, it's just called their large blending brush. Um, and it's amazing for just a light wash of color on your eyes. It doesn't pack on much color, which is what I love about it. It's more so a brush that helps you uh, blend everything out flawlessly. So I can't do my makeup without that. I actually want to buy like three or four. That's my all-time favorite blending brush uh, for my eyeshadow. It's also great for like a transition color. So if you're doing your eyeshadow, maybe that like for me, the first color I use is a transition color, which is basically... Uh, an eyeshadow that's close to your skin tone, and that's naturally going to help all the other eyeshadows you use on top of it blend better. So typically, I use this brush, and it just makes everything blend like a dream. Everything flows, which is what you want. Everything is just a natural um, sort of gradient effect. So I would say uh, eyeshadow blending brushes are a must, and then a beauty sponge of some sort. My favorites are the Real Techniques Complexion Sponge, and the Beauty Blender, which you can find pretty much at, you know, uh, Sephora. You can find it online. So those are my, my favorite tools. Glory, thank you for sharing all of that with us today. And where can people find you? Where can people find you online if they want to check out your makeup and your pictures and all that? Do you have a website? Sure. You can find me at www.glowwithoutthew.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at glowbyglory.com as well. I will also post all your contact information in the show notes. So if anyone listening would like to check Glory out, you can find that information in the show notes. Glory, it's been great to have you on today. I thank you so much, and I hope you'll join us again. Thank you so much for having me.
Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.